you or someone you love have scoliosis? Are you wondering what's next? What is life going to be like from now on? Or is this even a big deal? Hi, my name is Dave Butler, and welcome to the Scoliosis Experience. We are here to talk with real people, both patients, parents, and providers, to bring hope and clarity to the road ahead. Thanks for joining us, and let's get started. This episode, we talked to Kristen Davis. Kristen is a current patient of ours who we've been seeing for adult scoliosis, but she was diagnosed when she was an adolescent, and she talks about what diagnosis was like and what living with scoliosis has been like. So this episode would be a great episode for those who have been diagnosed or adults with scoliosis or those looking to try different treatment techniques. She talks about different treatment techniques that she's tried and she talks about what it's been like to live with scoliosis since she was a teenager. One of my favorite quotes uh, comes from Kristen where she says that she wants to be aggressive with conservative treatment so she can be conservative with aggressive treatment. I thought that was, I love that that quote because that's what we're trying to do here at Align Therapy at my clinic where we're trying to do the conservative treatment approach to limit people needing to go to surgery and, and other treatments that are more aggressive. So I really like that that treatment philosophy and that and that mindset. In this episode, we talk about a lot of things. She, it, Kristen's also a yoga instructor, and she talks about that a little bit. And she also talks about advice that she would give adolescents or adults that have been diagnosed with scoliosis. So give it a listen, and here's Kristen. All right, so we are here today with Kristen. Kristen is a former patient of mine, well, I guess current patient of mine. Yeah. Um, And she agreed to talk to us about scoliosis and adult scoliosis and uh, her experience with that. So thanks for being on the podcast, Kristen. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So a little little bit of an introduction. I, I first met Kristen, what was it like? two years ago yeah no it was like 2016 holy cow so like four four years ago yeah so it's been a while um and treated you for scoliosis and then we got talking and i think you got certified in yoga after that or something yeah so i just finished my 500 hour yoga certification and i'm working on Hmm. my next 500 um for yoga therapy Awesome. So we've done uh, some stuff, you know, here in the clinic and she's done some stuff with yoga with our patients, which we'll talk about in a future episode. But today I wanted to talk to her about her experience with scoliosis and what she can share that might help other people. So maybe I'll, I'll just let you introduce yourself first and you can tell us whatever you want about yourself. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm Kristen, and um, I've lived in Utah most of my life. I was uh, diagnosed with scoliosis at 12. Um, For a living, I'm an accountant, but I've always been pretty physically active. I've been doing yoga and weightlifting for about 20 years on the yoga, probably 30 years on the weightlifting. Yeah, pretty physically active, though, even with the scoliosis. Way more physically fit and active than I am, so... <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> way more flexible. We know that for yeah. sure. So, so you're diagnosed at 12. Yes. Uh, what kind of paint us the picture of what happened after that? What, what treatments were tried? What did you do? 
Okay. Like so my mom took me in because she had had scoliosis, so she knew to get us kids yeah. screened. And when she took me in, um, my curve was not very bad, and it was the wait-and-see approach. Mm-hmm. So basically nothing, <laughs> which right. I, I don't think was the, the best approach, but that's kind of what was available at the time. It was like, you don't qualify for surgery or a brace, and I'm glad I didn't. Right. But there's really nothing else we can do either. Um, I did do like some like some physical therapy and chiropractic the physical therapy from those physical therapists was well just strengthen this and stretch that right and then through my teenage years and as I got into my 20s and got more into the fitness stuff I was like wait a minute this is just the same stuff that I'm doing in the gym and it's not helping um because when you're when you're doing all those strength training exercises and you're not compensating for your curves, you're just strengthening the curve. You're just reinforcing it. Reinforcing what's already happening. Yeah. And then when I got into my twenties, I, um, found a doctor who did, uh, we were discussing this a little bit new back where they put you in a vest and take Mm. some weight off and then they have you walk on a treadmill or they'll sit in have you sit in a chair and do some exercises. And I, that was helpful and I don't think it was completely ineffective, but um, obviously I don't have, you know, a machine that can, that I can put a vest on and take the weight off myself at home. You know, I that's weird. I thought everyone had that. Right. Home. You don't. Yeah. yeah right. Thousands <laughs> of dollars worth of equipment. Right. I didn't have that. And so I couldn't do this stuff at home. Um, and then the doctor moved out of state and that was the end of that. There was no one else who did it. So, right. Um, in 2014, I took a scolio Pilates workshop that, um, as I was talking with the instructor afterwards, she said, this is basically Shroth applied to Pilates. And I was like, what's Shroth? <laughs> so I right. started researching Shroth and mm-hmm. my understanding is it's kind of the go-to treatment in several European countries mm-hmm. for, you know, that's the go-to treatment for scoliosis. So I was like, where do I find this? How do I do this in the U.S.? Right. And then I found you. That took yeah. a couple of years, but. But the, and then the rest is history. And the rest well, is history. Somewhat history, yeah. I guess. So, yeah, that's when we first started to get to know each other. But um, it's interesting that she was like, this is Shroth in yoga form, which is something that I've been looking for for a long time. They used to teach that. I think we talked about this before. They used to teach that in New York yoga for uh, scoliosis by Ashroth, one of the instructors that I learned from. But then they kind of canceled those courses. So it's cool that you were able to do that. Yeah, it was... um, I really wish I had found it earlier because I had been... um, Even as a teenager and in my early 20s I had been checking out books out of the library and stuff I'm pretty motivated to like do something about it you know I'm pretty motivated you know I should probably say why I'm motivated as well I have um it can be painful like I can have I don't tend my back doesn't usually hurt but my SI joints will hurt and I'll get Mm -hmm. headaches it's at the ends of the spine that hurts for me anyways but more important than that for me anyways, was watching people that I'm related to, some by blood and some by marriage, that have mm-hmm. scoliosis and mm-hmm. watching what it was doing to them over the decades. And I did not want to be there. 
I have Interesting. A, yeah, I have a relative who's had every single vertebrae fused, all of them. And wow. she's got metal rods in her thoracic and lumbar vertebrae, and mm-hmm. she's pretty effectively crippled mm-hmm. from it. I mean, she is in, um, she's got a doctor that all he does for her is pain management. I mean, she's she's more functional. She didn't really have much of a choice when she got the rods put in. Right. Um, but she had been braced when she was a teenager. And then once the brace came off, she just kind of ignored it until she yeah. was in her 60s and then it was time for rods and it i'm like okay i'm not doing that couldn't ignore it anymore at that point couldn't ignore it anymore yeah um and then i had uh another relative who didn't know she had scoliosis and in her 70s she now has um trouble breathing because it's now the scoliosis is obvious Hmm. but it's crushing some of you know crushing Mm -hmm. her lungs making it difficult for her to inhale And so, yeah, when I saw that kind of stuff happening, I was like, I don't want to be there. So, I need to do something about this. I need to do something yeah. about this, yeah. Well, and it's interesting, the force runs very strong in your family, it sounds <laughs> like. And so it's good that you were screened at an early age, but it's interesting to me. I mean, that was, that was a few years ago, you know, when you're diagnosed. And the wait and see approach was the standard of care. And unfortunately, in a lot of places, that's still the standard of care. And even though we have a lot of other options, so. Yeah, yeah, it is very, um, one thing, people should not mistake standard of care for quality of care. Just I agree. putting that out there. Yeah, totally agree. It makes it sound like, but it's not, don't confuse those two. And to say that, well, once I'm done growing, I don't have to worry about it anymore. Mm-hmm. I had, in fact, so I am braced now, and I, I just wear a brace at night. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first got the brace, I wore it pretty much all day, every day for about a year and a half. And now I just wear it at night. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to jump start the process. So I wore it all the time, right. but I, it took a little doing to find a doctor who would brace an adult. And it's, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy. I had to kind of convince, you mm-hmm. know, somebody to, to do it. Um, but when he saw my x-rays, from 10 years apart. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like things are not improving at, you know, um, I, I feel like they're getting worse. And when he saw the x-rays, he's like, Oh yeah, your curve is getting worse. You know, they, it's kind of, they'd given me the impression that once I was done growing, it wasn't going to get worse. And right. that was just obviously not true. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, research of thousands of people. They're like, well, statistically, you know, these shouldn't progress. It doesn't mean they won't and they, and they can't. It's just a statistic thing that, that they look at. Yeah. And so not what everyone, everyone who's done growing, is their curve going to keep progressing the way minded? I don't know. Right. But definitely don't Mm -hmm. ignore it. (laughs) Right. Keep your eye on it, you know, and it doesn't go away at that point. It's not like you're done growing. Okay. You don't have scoliosis anymore. Yeah. You're done growing and your spine just magically straightened out and problems are solved. That would be nice. Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. I have a sister who, when she was screened for scoliosis, it didn't show up. But now that she's an adult, I'm 46 Mm -hmm. and she's near my age Mm -hmm. and, um, when she was in her 30s, it started giving her hmm. problems. So yeah. even though she missed the screening as a didn't it didn't get picked up on the screening as a kid over the years, 
what was probably there a little bit has gotten a little bit worse. And, right. Yeah. I would say it's pretty rare that I see patients who have had scoliosis as kids that when they're adults, it hasn't progressed at all. Like the smaller curves, yeah, but once you get above 25, 30 degrees, it's sometime later in life, it's going to progress. And and uh, that's why keeping it in mind, I mean, you've definitely kept your scoliosis in mind your whole life. So one question, when you're diagnosed with scoliosis as a teenager mm-hmm. or preteen, I guess, 12, what, what was that experience like? What, what did you think? Oh, I was... I remember being angry. Yeah. So it was pretty emotional for me, actually. Um, I did, I like was in denial. I was angry at the doctor. I was, right. you know, he said, well, I can see that your foot is doing this and your hip is doing that. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm just holding them that way. <laughs> you know, I'm just doing that. I, I didn't want it to be true. I, yeah. I, I knew it wasn't this devastating illness that was going to kill me or anything, but I still, um, I felt like something was wrong with me, Hmm. you know, and I, Uh and that made me defensive about it, you know? Uh So I, yeah. Did that continue through like later teenage years or was, since you were just waiting and seeing if it got worse, maybe it wasn't quite on the forefront of your mind later? Yeah, it was, um, since we did take the wait and see approach, um, I didn't continue to be angry or feel um, quite so hurt and upset about it because it, as time went on, I realized that it was not as big a deal as I initially thought right. it was, you know, mm-hmm. but I would still, um, you know, sometimes I would try on clothes and sometimes I still try on clothes that emphasize mm-hmm. it rather than kind of disguise it. And it, it hurts, you know, it brings back. Yeah. Some of it's kind of like, ah, oh, that not, you know, guess I'm not buying that dress cause right. it, yeah. Because it right. makes you feel um, self-conscious, you know? Yeah, the, the, especially as a 12-year-old, you feel like there's something wrong with me. I mean, what 12-year-old wants to think there's something wrong with them that yeah. everyone else can see, even though most people don't even notice. Yeah, people couldn't see yeah. it. And that's the thing is I, at first, no one could see it. And even now, mm-hmm. I think people who aren't looking for it and don't know, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. don't know. I mean, yeah. I walked into your office and you knew, you know, or like right. my relatives yeah. who have scoliosis, mm-hmm. they can see it. But um, yeah, it definitely isn't comfortable. You know? Right. And even people with, when you're doing yoga, they probably don't know that maybe instructors know and can, can see those imbalances, but sometimes they do. And sometimes they don't. Yeah, there, It's just kind of like physical therapists who mm-hmm. um, aren't scoliosis informed Mm -hmm. you know some of the yoga instructors have not spotted it and then my yoga Mm -hmm. my scoliosis informed yoga instructors are like i can see what's going on right there's something yeah i I think most of us can see there's something different but we don't know quite what it is unless we know what we're looking for so yeah yeah so as a teenager kind of kind of rough at first but then you kind of got got used to it i guess yeah yeah when i realized like i said when i realized that it was not as bad as I really thought it right. was, um, that initial kind of like, oh, there's something wrong with me, you know? Right. Um, I was that kind of kid who hated to be sick, mm. hated to have any anything, a broken bone, or right. I just wanted to be full functioning all the time. And you something know? that couldn't be fixed, it probably drove you a little Oh, yeah, definitely a little crazy drove sometimes. me a little 
a little crazy. But yeah, but as mm-hmm. I've gotten older, it's definitely, yeah, I just, I, I don't feel like that anymore. It does still bug me sometimes, like I said, when I go mm-hmm. shopping and I put on something that emphasizes it and I'm like, ah, oh, right. dang it. But. Right. But you've learned to, to deal with it. Yeah. I'm not like crying myself to sleep at night over <laughs> right. it. That's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> So um, you've tried some treatments since. You've mentioned bracing. You've mentioned uh, that I mean, we saw you for Schroth training and, and stuff like that. Um, kind of give us an idea of how that was, what you found beneficial, any other treatments that you tried, stuff like that. Yeah. So um, I we talked about kind of the, your standard physical therapy solutions for back mm-hmm. pain, and, and they were not helpful. And then I did the, the new back stuff, and that it was helpful, but couldn't continue to do it. And it's not, it wasn't, right. as, it wasn't, uh, it didn't have the, the depth and understanding that is mm-hmm. with Schroth, you know, it didn't take into account the rotation and it takes into account the elongation passively. But I mean, that sounds like that's about as far as you can go with that and movement on top of that. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and what they would do with that particular treatment, is they would have you flex the tiny little muscles on the convex side of your curve. So they would mm-hmm. unweight you and then have you flex those little muscles. But they they weren't really addressing rotation. Mm. They weren't right. really addressing centering the spine over the hips, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I have a love-hate relationship with my brace. Her name is Grace. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable, but um, like I take it on vacation, uh, Plane rides and car rides used to really get me in the back. You know, like by the end of that, my SI joints would be hurting. I'd have a headache and and my back would just be so tired. But with the brace, eight hour, right. 12 hour plane ride, I, I can do it, you hmm. know. So. Well, and I think adult bracing, like you said, it's hard to find someone that does it. Custom bracing. I mean, they have the prefabricated braces yeah. that don't really do a whole lot. Not for scoliosis, um, they don't. <laughs> well, they have yeah. they have one, but I haven't seen it to be effective at all. It's you need that custom because every cur- curve is different. Yeah. So you need that custom made brace for your curve. I think part of it is that it just hasn't been explored. That you know, it's not something that's really out there that much. So it's it's great to hear that you have a good result with that. Yeah, yeah, and it's um. And there are lots of different kinds of braces out there too. That's something mm-hmm. people should know. Research right. the different kinds of braces. And if the first one you get, like the one that I have now, I actually think I need to get a new one because I can tell after wearing it for a while mm-hmm. that there's a part of the rotation in my spine that it's really not addressing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it needs to be it needs to be changed right. in this one spot, you know. So um and I think adolescents in their braces, they get them remodeled as they grow. Yeah. You're probably not, not growing no. currently, but, uh, you know, things, things I change. Did get, I did get um, half an inch taller. In the brace? With the brace, oh. yeah. Well, look at that. You are growing. Because I had, I had shrunk a yeah. little bit over the years mm-hmm. from, um, from the scoliosis, but I got a little taller. Yeah, so. That's great. And, and that shows there's only one place that can come from. That comes from elongating the spine and getting getting that so that that's great yeah i have the marks on my doorway like you know like a little kid but i'm yeah i've got yeah the marks to show and you know data that's great and and i think the big thing with you is that you're aware of your scoliosis you're aware of your height you're aware of your body you're aware of what's going on and i think that's something that most people aren't as aware of so 
that's that's helped i think yeah the yoga has yoga that's such a big component of yoga is is awareness you know the mm-hmm. body mind connection and you know we've got eight senses not five we've got our five external senses and then we've got the three internal mm-hmm. interoception proprioception and vestibular and so nice. uh, did i get all those right you're, i think you got them great. Uh, you're yeah. the doctor here yeah this is this is great <laughs> but yoga really helps you develop those internal senses mm-hmm. so that you can feel what's going on with the shroth exercises and it's it was mm-hmm. just easier i don't know i felt like it was easier i felt like all the things that i did helped build a foundation so that the shroth would huh. really make a difference you know so tell us about that a little bit what what was your experience with shroth yeah, it's been a few years since we we really embarked on that journey with shroth yeah. but uh tell us about that well since i'd been to that um scolio pilates workshop when you introduce the exercises to me they just made sense because I'd already been you know Mm -hmm. exposed to it doing the shroth exercises you can kind of just feel your spine and not just your spine but your pelvis and your shoulders and stuff just click into place it's not an audible click but you know you can kind of feel like sometimes it might be (laughs) it might be on some people yeah right um it's like oh that's where that belongs right so um and it was they're, they're pretty boring to do, you know? I will agree. I yes. mean, it's, yeah, it definitely mm-hmm. takes some discipline to be like, I'm going to do my shroth exercises for 15 minutes, you know? Right, right. Um, and I still don't have a ladder in my house. Um, Goodness. I, Just I know. But... Uh, you make do with other things, though, which I think is, is the key. You're still consistent with it. Yeah. Even without that. Yeah, and I have been trying yeah. to incorporate the Shroth stuff into um, motion now so that mm-hmm. I'm trying to do it while I'm, you know, as I'm standing, mm-hmm. as I'm sitting. So it's not just this static. And I think it, ideally that's where we move to with Shroth and with scoliosis training is it, it doesn't need to be just with a static position that you do. It's, you know, Unless you plan on standing still for the rest of your life. <laughs> right. Which, I don't know, maybe some people do, but maybe, not, yeah. not us. Uh, but if you can do those expansions, you can correct your pelvis, you can correct some rotation while you're standing in line at the airport. I mean, who knows? That's Or walking through the airport. It doesn't even have to be a stationary thing. I think that's really where the rubber meets the road on, on Shroth training. So that's great. Yeah, yeah, because if you're, if you're only doing it, sorry, people, I hate to say it's that if you don't do the exercises, they're not going to work. But what? <laughs> I, oh my I, goodness! I know surprise. doing Shroth exercises <laughs> like once a week is it, it's better than nothing. But right, I agree. But consistency is key. That's mm-hmm. what's going to build the new neural pathways and build, um, you know, right. get your body used to a, a better posture. And I didn't pay you to say that or anything. No, it's, no, it's just that's, the truth. It's just it's the, yeah laws of physics biology it's just the way it works and i think you're right they are a little monotonous they're a little bit repetitive but by nature that's what we need to build those neural pathways and that proprioception and those changes neuromuscularly to to do unfortunately i wish it was more exciting but yeah unfortunately um okay so let's let's talk about any advice that you would give like say someone who's an adolescent who is diagnosed with scoliosis, what advice would you give them? 
Um, so first of all, whatever feelings you have when you're first diagnosed are totally legit and valid feelings. Whether you don't care, whether you're angry, whether you're upset, mm-hmm. whatever, it's totally legit. Mm-hmm. And you won't feel that way forever. It's not something that you're absolutely powerless to do anything about. When I was a kid, um, just because it was that wait and see approach, it did kind of feel like, well, there's wait and see that's doing that. That is powerless, you know, but, but you're not powerless. There are things that you can do. So, um, so yeah, legit feelings. And then finding that balance between what you can do to change it and accepting what you can't. So insert like the AA serenity prayer right here. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we won't recite that right now. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, there are yeah. things that you have to just accept that it's you're probably never going to have a s- perfectly straight spine. But that doesn't mean that there's nothing you can do. So Right. And you've been very active your whole life. This isn't something that has stopped oh. you from doing anything. No, no. I mean, it. yeah, sometimes when I was, especially when I was in my 20s, the SI joint pain and the headaches could be pretty bad. Yeah. But I hadn't discovered anything really to help yet. And so... right. Now, I rarely get SI joint pain or headaches, so. Isn't that cool? That's awesome. It's awesome. I love it. And, uh, yeah, if only this had been around when you were diagnosed and and had been utilized. Yeah. Well, and it was around. It just wasn't around in the U.S. It wasn't around here, unfortunately, (laughs) yeah. yeah. So, luckily it is now. Yeah. Along those same lines, what advice would you give adults with scoliosis? Don't ignore it. That would be the biggest thing. Don't think mm-hmm. that just because you're done growing that you can ignore it. Don't panic either. I mean, right. you know, it's not, you may not end up with lungs that are getting crushed or having to have rods put up, you know, right. up right. both sides of your back, but, um, but don't ignore it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be aware of it appropriately, not over, over aware of it, I guess is what I'm thinking. Yeah. And watch it, um, watch it through time. Um, I would say if you can get a copy of the last x-ray you had mm-hmm. and hang on to that yourself, because as you change doctors, right. if they move, if you move, you have that information in your own mm-hmm. medical records that you can compare it to in 10 or 20 years. It's actually something I haven't thought about. It'd be nice to, you know, to have that early on. So if you're listening to this and you have scoliosis, get a copy of those x-rays. Yeah. Electronically oh, is P.S. I'm also a board certified patient advocate. So look at that. So I recommend that everyone just have, (laughs) if you have lab results, imaging, whatever they are, scoliosis related or not, put them in your own medical records because then you have them and they don't get lost. They don't get destroyed down the road because some places only keep them for so long. Right. And, and I've seen that with patients that come in to see us that they don't, they're like, yeah, my x-rays were like 20 years ago. I have no idea how to get those. Oh, and like, they, they don't know. have them anymore either. You yeah, know? They're, I can they're almost guarantee you they're gone. Yeah. So having those in your possession, and right now it's it's easy. Put them. Oh, yeah. Digital is just so yeah, easy. Just keep them yeah. digitally in a digital format somewhere, and, and away you go. So great advice. I, I love that. Something that I haven't actually thought about. What else? Any, anything else adult-wise? Because I think that's where I think a lot of medical providers don't know how to treat scoliosis. In adults, I yeah, yeah, I can't say I I completely agree. I well, I think the first time I came into your office, you may remember I actually cried a little bit. I wasn't gonna divulge anything. (laughs) I got a little teary eyed because I was like, I finally have someone who has got something that can help, 
rather than just saying wait and see or do these same exercises that you're already doing in the gym. Right. You need to strengthen your core. You need to strengthen right? your core. My okay. core is pretty dang like, strong. I'm <laughs> right. telling you right now. Right. So. But I'm still having issues. But yeah, I still have issues, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think that's that's great. Um, searching for those. If you don't have someone in the area that is comfortable, like really comfortable seeing scoliosis, um, encourage them to get trained maybe. Or, yeah, or be your like own that. advocate. Say, hey, yeah. what do you know about Schroth? Or what do you know about adult bracing? Or, you know, don't, don't be afraid to... Um, ask hard questions or to say, you know, I just don't think that's going to work or this just tell you know, this isn't working for me or right. I, I am having headaches and SI joint pain or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, may be happening for you. Right. Um, Even though it's, don't let yourself be are... dismissed just because someone doesn't yeah. know how to treat it. Yeah. And I have had some medical professionals say, well, scoliosis doesn't cause pain. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. We, we could do a whole episode on that, but uh, sure, the spine itself being curved doesn't necessarily cause pain, but definitely the SI joints and the neck and other things like that on you do talk to you. Yeah, and I've had yeah. sciatica and I've had, you know, I mean, there have been other issues yeah. that are directly related to the imbalances. So. Right. So I think um, great advice. I think if you're an adult or an adolescent with scoliosis, I think that's that's great advice. So uh, before we finish, anything else that you have that you want to talk about? I don't think so. We covered a lot of it. Just just keep trying. Keep trying different things. Yeah. Um, and obviously, your favorite method is Schroth. I really like the Schroth combined with the yoga therapy. Mm-hmm. Just keep trying different things. And I, my personal approach, I prefer to be really aggressive with the conservative treatments, if that makes sense. Totally. So that I can be conservative with the aggressive treatments. I will put lots of time and energy into conservative stuff so that I can avoid surgery and injections and stuff like that. I'm going to put that on a plaque on our wall. Be aggressive with the conservative treatments so you can be conservative with the aggressive treatments. I'll cross-stitch you a pillow. (laughs) A skill I didn't know you had. I'm not cross-stitching a So, uh, yeah, great advice. I appreciate you doing an episode of the podcast with me, and I think it's really going to be helpful for other people. I hope so. So thanks. Yeah, thank you. Mm